When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to DraftKings Network. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. America. America. Tonight, Fuck yeah. Tuesday, the World Baseball Classic Championship game between the United States of America and Japan. It's Mike Trout versus Shohei Otani. It's the Statue of Liberty versus Ben Verlander. It's one of the most anticipated heavyweight bouts of all time. It could be, Joe, it could be the most watched baseball game in the history of all recorded history. Japan and America going head to head in the championship game tonight. It's it is the the it is arguably the most anticipated matchup in 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 baseball history. Is this and, and, I, I Jared? I said this last night. The WBC is in the fucking driver's seat. Is the catalyst. Mm. This is the party starter. When you're looking for where the fire came from, look no further than the WBC because baseball is burning this bitch down right now and the wbc is what is driving all of it why are you excited about baseball because of the wbc why are you locked in on japan right now because of the wbc why do you care about guys getting signed after their outings because of the wbc that's what has got you locked the fuck in feeling like game seven is beating down your door in march because of the wbc can i get an amen Yeah, you can, Dallas. (laughs) Yes, you can. All the people that were saying that these games are meaningless, fuck you. Fuck you. Last night, Japan walks it off. That video clip had over 11 million views in one hour. One hour. Baseball, our great game. It is the world baseball classic, not the American baseball classic. It is the world baseball classic. And tonight, the world is going to see two juggernaut baseball programs going head to head. This is what it's all about. This is what it's all about right here. The big guns are coming in on the biggest stage. Joe, how many, how many, 
How many viewers do you think that this game is going to get tonight, if you had to guess? Because you're paying attention to this pretty heavily. Uh, that's a fucking good question. Um, if I'm being honest, like, I would say, listen, the practice game, three weeks ago, a month ago, it feels like forever ago, got 36 million viewers. The game against Korea, Japan, got 62 and a half million, which beat the record, I think, ever, maybe. I mean, mm. the most watched World Series, 54 and a half. The most watched WBC game was 60 million. Korea got 62 and a half million. I think, if I'm being honest, I think last night, not to burst anyone's bubble, I think last night was probably yeah. the most watched game of all time. And I was going to say that. Because the problem is, like, this, these games are happening at 8 a.m. in Japan. So that's going to, you know, hurt a little bit. Last, yesterday was like a Japanese holiday. So they had it off. So that, along with it being the semi, like last night was probably 70 plus million. Tonight, who the fuck See, knows? Eight- 8 a.m. I, I feel like folks are cranking over there at yeah. 8 a.m. Like, yo, 8 a.m. It's fucking go time. We yeah. are. Yeah. School's getting canceled or at least they're they're wheeling out the fucking TV on the dolly and we're we're doing this. You know what I mean? This is what's what's going on in, in fucking in math class today. We're we're, we're watching fucking Sasaki blow. Chundos. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're doing today. Okay? I mean, it's a different level in Japan. It's like it's like the dream team. Or like the 04 Sox, you know, like the 27 Yankees, like this team in Japan is like just historical. But instead of just representing one city, it's the entire country. So like well, that's the, it. crazy. The magnitude is insane. The world, this is, this is baseball's ver, and we're watching this happen right before our very eyes. The, the game is, we're like, we're watching the video, the time elapsed version of baseball, like crawl out of the primordial ooze and develop into baseball erectus that sexy bitch we see walking around the street today the one we know and love so much baseball erectus we have watched it develop and all of these countries all of these nations that have baseball as their sport their cornerstone when it comes to international athletics and international competition that's what is driving this the players buy in to this event is what is driving this. And I I think the nations that do have baseball leading the charge in their athletic front, they deserve a huge round of applause. And I I can't, it's going to happen every year and I'm okay with it. And I love it. But every year you just find people that are like, Oh wow. I never realized international baseball was this fucking cool. I've heard people talk about winter ball. I didn't. And it's like, yes, yes, this is what's happening. So uh, shout out to the Venezuelas, to the Mexicos, to the Koreas, to the Israels, to all these clubs, all these nations that are just man, such a huge, huge player in, in why this thing is taking off. One more thing That's about the n- viewership numbers is like all those fucking insane numbers out of Japan. That is just Japan. First of all, and that's just like cable television and all these yeah. games are on streaming services they are like on Amazon Prime in Japan. And who knows what that is if you add those into it, but those aren't even accounted for. Would it be safe to say that there's more cord cutters in Japan than there are stateside? I don't know. Do but is it- <laughs> there's a fucking lot everywhere like streaming like like i mean when i was in japan in 2008, they were selling TVs that rolled up. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like yoga mats. So like. I don't know if streaming was even a thing back then, but I, I got to believe that they were streaming shit back then. So like they're just so fucking far beyond what we got. They're 15 years ahead of what we were even wrapping our head around. There's some yeah. streamers. There are some streamers <laughs> over there. 
it's it is something that has absolutely blown my mind like these numbers like i just saw uh japan versus italy did like 62.5 million or something like that so i'm curious to see what japan mexico did for numbers like obviously the the whole holiday thing factors in but baseball is so big in japan that japan being in the championship game must be a holiday in Japan. Like I feel, I feel like the 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 whole country is just going to shut down tonight or, or it, the morning for you know what time Absolutely. it is there. Absolutely, like they're going to shut down and be like, you know what? Uh, I understand that you guys need medical attention, but this hospital is officially closed <laughs> because <laughs> Shohei Otani is coming out of the bullpen to face Mike Trout. So you're going to have to plug that hole in your neck by yourself. I'm, I'm telling you right now, like the, the the best way that I could describe the impact and the presence, the role that baseball plays in Japan is give me your most podunk, most tribal, most just rabid Texas high school town. That is the entire nation of Japan when it comes to baseball. How that Texas town reveres high school football that's how the entire nation is when listen, it comes to baseball. Listen to this call. This was this was the the Japanese broadcast for last night's walk off against Mexico. Oh, my grandma stood up and started clapping when I played this for her. <laughs> stood up and was clapping just listening to my phone. <laughs> I mean, they uh, <clears throat> they're excited for their team. They're excited for their team, and uh, I I mean I, I don't even know like what is the best what's best for baseball because I feel like if Japan wins tonight, is that better for baseball than if the United States wins? I'm not saying I'm rooting against the, the United States, but everyone's no. argument and people people forget Jay Hay grew up with Kevin Clancy KFC so he knows him just as well as I do if not substantially better he doesn't believe what he's saying if if the argument was people in America don't care about the World Baseball Classic then yeah like you could you could stick to that and and say yeah like it doesn't it, it like that's an objective fact it does not mean as much to american sports fans as it does to venezuelan japanese puerto rican mexican all these other countries they, like yeah like people are watching march madness and they they just don't like baseball like they're not invested they in the care. same way that these other countries care. are that's a fair take some people do like the 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 baseball fans in america that, that truly love baseball they're invested in this tournament like the, I showed you the numbers on Twitter the other day, like Trey Turner's Grand Slam more than doubled all the most viral moments from Major League Baseball last year. Like it had 7 million views compared to like Aaron Judge's 60 second home run had like 2 million. And then you had Albert Pujols 700th home run. Like it wasn't even the same stratosphere. The the dugout shot of Dusty Baker winning his first World Series as a manager. Like all these huge moments 
weren't even fucking close to Trey Turner's Grand Slam for the United States. Uh, and that's not to say that, like, I don't know, um, like Major League, like that's what pe- people are trying to make it like an MLB versus a WBC thing. Like, no, like I, that was never my angle, at least. Like, I was never trying to say, damn, WBC is so much better than MLB. That's not what I'm trying to say. All I was trying to say was that way more people care than some individuals like Kevin uh, were, were letting on. I, I think it's um, actually I want to hear what Jay Hay says since he knows KFC. <laughs> I, well, specific to the KFC thing, I think it's the sort of take that you can have and grind into and be more and more wrong about. Uh, only if you've recently gotten cashed out at a company and don't have to answer for takes like these anymore. That's my main take. That seems to be what it is, because the longer this tournament goes on, the worse that take would be. And and the worse that any take related to the WBC not being a success, it's getting worse and worse, Um, because we now have the, as you guys alluded to, we now have the marquee matchup that everybody wanted to start the tournament in the finals. Um, We have the potential for, you know, two of the biggest stars in baseball worldwide, baseball as a major league construct going head to head. Uh, I think it's I I, to go back to what Jared asked, I'm kind of interested in like, is the U.S. winning? Like there's there's obviously an element that's good about the U.S. winning no matter what. But like in terms of getting increased future participation, getting some of the best pitchers to participate, making this thing like more of a success than it has even been this year in the United States. Is it better for the U.S. to win um, or is it better for the U.S. to to come up a little bit short and be like, absolutely got to come back in 2026 and be like, no. Fuck I think it's that. better for them to lose. Dallas, look at that roster from 2017. Fuck. They did not I, have good pitching and they won the whole fucking thing. I, so I if, get they, if, they, if, they, if they go back to back and the stop, whole narrative stop, is stop. their pitching sucks. Stop. Why? If, if I'm stop. a stud pitcher you gotta, you and gotta, USA goes back to back with dog your, shit starting pitching, why am I like, you know what? I need to step the fuck up. I'm telling you why. And Adam Wainwright told you why. And we're acting like, again, what I said yes, last time. We can't. I'm with you. I would love to just remove my brain and go. Money's not a factor. The insurance and injury likelihood and protection is not a factor. So your take on the money situation is that it's never going to change. That is that's fundamentally what you're saying. Okay. So so we're absolutely okay. So we're never going like we're not getting we're we're not moving beyond what's reality. Like that's a la la land that you're living in where Jacob Degrom is pitching for the WBC because the conversation that has to happen for that to be a thing is no, Texas, I'm going to do this and I'm okay with running the risk of blah, 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 blah. And all the money that is guaranteed is now up in the air. Should X, Y, and Z occur because WBC, blah, blah, blah. So there's all that language that has to be sifted through and worked out before a guy like him, a guy like Garrett Cole, or a guy like Justin Berlander coming off the second TJ, who just got breaded up again at age 40 for another championship run, are ever going to be in a position to sign up and play baseball for this team. So until we just make peace with that, you can have those conversations that you're trying to have. But if we understand that that's the reality, and I want to welcome you into reality, then you have to get beyond hoping that that ever changes and just be happy 
the day that it does change. Okay, so because that's the day you you go look the fuck out because now guess who signed up? So does that, all those Cy Young motherfuckers? I don't really care whether the tournament is more popular outside of the United States than it is inside the United States. Like I don't really neither do I. I don't really understand why that's a problem. Um, if it was more popular inside the United States and a complete non-event outside of the United States, would that make anybody feel better about the, the current and future success of the tournament? I feel better about it being the way that it is right now and it, that it's incumbent upon the United States to raise their excitement level or not. I mean, it's already a success. So, or, so you could or could not, but you know you're going to be getting an incredible amount of investment of viewers of potential future growth from every other country that's participating. And I think that's just as, if not more important than what's happening internally here in the US. But does that, if, if we're acknowledging that what Dallas is saying is correct, that the, the if not the specific names, then the, the overall quality of the pitching that is on the 2027 or 2017 and 2023 rosters, if that's as good as it gets for the United States and they roll out great lineups and sometimes they win and sometimes they lose, does that cap? like the potential excitement level here in the States, if we're never getting the aces that people want to see? No. Yeah. And here's why, because the day that Jacob deGrom or a Garrett Cole type guy says, fuck it, throws that kind of caution to the wind is the day that people are in the fucking street going, all right, you son of a bitch. Now we got the assassins lined up. Now we got the snipers in the nest. What the fuck's popping now? Now we got the bo- You think you motherfuckers are going to score? Yeah, we let you we let you get excited about the idea that you could compete with us. And now we're bringing the fucking A squad. This isn't a fucking split squad travel game to Peoria where you're getting the one big league starter and the 17 A ball guys backing shit up. That's not what's popping here. You're getting fed a bunch of fucking animals. I'm pouring straight fucking gasoline down your neck from the first pitch. That is what will get it going. And until that day comes, like I've told you, we can't live in a world where we're praying that it's just going to pop up and be a thing because it ain't. It just ain't. Can I say? And I'm with Jay Hay here. Like, I, I think I think the other countries valuing it as much as they do, that's what gets me excited because the other these are the other countries who care about the game way fucking more than we do who when you're talking about the respect of your peers and how you're measuring yourself against other people i want to measure myself against the nations who eat sleep and breathe this shit that's who i want to measure myself against and and i gotta say just last thing and i'll lay out on this topic anecdotally i am getting more text messages and more casual conversation mentions of like Murakami and Roki Sasaki while those games are going on than I ever have about any spring training performance from any major league baseball player in my, as long as I can remember, like I, my friends who are not even into baseball are hitting that. My brother was watching the game last night and texting me like relentlessly about Sasaki and stuff like that. It was dude. I don't know how you quantify that. Obviously there are social media metrics and stuff like that, but just the level of conversation that is being generated about so I mean some of these people as we know aren't even coming over to the United States for several seasons I just think it's no um it, it, we can we can debate about what the future growth potential is but we're, we're so far beyond the threshold of what this needed to be a success like it's it's oh god a massive, and it, think, massive think about win. this so 
So to your point about that, like I, I did the same exact thing. I was breaking it down for a buddy of mine, like who Sasaki is. I was like, do you understand that this is a dude who at one point in time had thrown 17 perfect innings, like almost two perfect games back to back. All right. His perfect uh, game had he had a, a 19 punch strikeout perfect Jared, game. How about this, though? How about this? Let's he, go one step further. Fucking barely drink legally in the United Jared, States. Let's go one step further. All right. Get your fucking buddy. Start your timer because four hours is about to go off for you as well. Um, Carrie Wood, 20 punch out game score, a la Mr. Yeah, William James, yeah, 105. Yeah. Sasaki's perfect game score, 106. The highest. So it's, a, it's the best game ever pitched. Ever. Ever. Yeah, best game think, ever uh, pitched. Ever. Carrie Wood. Carrie Wood's what? Uh, 20 strikeout game. He gave up one hit and didn't walk anybody. Yeah. Yeah, Sasaki punched out 19. He had th- he's he also he had 13 punch outs in a row. In a row. <laughs> I mean, you can see why. I mean, like so I I uh, but, I was at my parents but, last night for the first couple innings of the game and uh, I was like, "Hey, can you put can you put the the game on? We flip it on." And uh like my dad knows you Darvish, uh, he knows Shohei Otani. He's like, "Who's pitching?" I was like, he, yeah. had, he hadn't thrown a pitch yet. I was like, just, just fucking wait. I was like, he's, uh, he's, he, he was talking about his build. He's like, he's, he, well, who did he, he, he compared him to Ron Guidry. I was like, he's like, he's built like Ron Guidry. And I was like, dad, uh, just wait. That's just wait for him a- to throw a single fucking pitch. And then the first AB, he's fucking chucking 102. I was like, yeah, Ron Guidry don't have that in the tank. Like, yeah. all due respect. I mean, Ron Guidry's no slapstick. <laughs> But he's not pumping the 102 with 93 mile an hour splitter. 20, how many fucking fat, like 20 some odd fastballs? He 20 plus fastballs he threw at a hundred plus miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Like that's and the kind of the only thing that wasn't a hundred were his were his off speed. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and some of those are fucking 90 plus. I mean, it, yeah. it's just that's the kind of stupid shit that is going on during this tournament. And to again just to echo what Jay Hay said, I, I had multiple guys who were like, yo, is this fucking Sasaki dude? Like, is, so when's this dude coming over? Is this like Otani 2.0? And I'm like, buddy, he doesn't hit. He's just blowing he 102 miles an hour. <laughs> He's, He's got a Otani. fucking wipeout split. And they're like, do they? And, and then from there, like the conversation was like, uh, my buddy was like, should I be watching the fucking Korean leagues and the Japan leagues? Like, are there stars over there that I'm not going to know about for a while, but I can get a head start on? And then, like, I kid you not, my buddy is like, my other buddy in the group chat is like, yo, is there any way we can incorporate Japan League players to our fantasy league? Like, if we do a, like, guy, calm the fuck down. You know well, what you I mean? Can. I got these dudes. If you have, like, a prospect draft, you should be able to draft Sasaki. <laughs> well, that's a sad, the, but the whole, like, the zoom out conversation is, I've got dudes in the hood who are talking about the Japan, the Nippon League, <laughs> yeah. and whether or not they can draft these guys on their yeah, fucking fantasy game league. The system. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that's the kind of shit that's going on. Yeah, but I think uh, like so. So the whole conversation around Sasaki was when is this guy coming over here? Wait, first let me let me get a, we've been cooking for a second. Let me get a read in here. The biggest tournament of the call in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on the DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just five dollars on any pregame money line and bet. <clears throat> Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. 
DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long. <clears throat> so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Uh, Dallas, you throwing down any scratch on Marsh Madness? Uh, no, 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 sure haven't. Nope. Yeah, I haven't. I'll be honest. I haven't watched a single second of March Madness. No, I'm, I'm balls in on the WBC, dude. Come on. Yeah, same. We got to get these ad reads to cater to, to fucking World Baseball Classic. Uh, <laughs> download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code Jared. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Um, so the whole thing about Sasaki, people were asking, uh, when's this fucking guy coming to the majors? So similarly to Shohei Otani, Shohei was just like, I want to play in the big leagues. Shohei, if he had waited, I believe it was like two, three years, something like that. Then he could have just gotten a fat contract to come to the United States. Like, uh, Masataka Yoshida just did with the Boston Red Sox. You do the posting fee, get $100 million. I mean, Shohei definitely would have gotten more than what Yoshida got. But similarly to how Yoshida came over, he had to wait. And then he was posted. Team pays a posting fee. They signed the player to a massive contract as if he were a major league free agent. Um, in this case, uh, he, I believe it's 2026. Yeah, he'll have to wait until after the 2026 season if he wants to come over the same way that Yoshida did, where he can he can get paid as if he's a major league free agent, or he can opt to come to the big leagues and go through his uh, six years service time, three years of arbitration, and and he would have to essentially be on like a rookie contract but he then, can do it but wouldn't the team have to agree to that like it's kind of up to the team to even say you can or can't pretty sure the the the, the team in japan yeah yes. correct yeah, yeah yeah so so he's going to pitch in the wbc before he pitches in the major leagues probably 2026 yes. uh-huh it's crazy yeah. dude crazy isn't that what happened with darvish was Darvish pitched for Japan in 09? And six. I think he pitched in both. But I'm saying like he parlayed his his most recent WBC appearance into a big league contract. Well, that, that's that's kind of what I mean. Hey, that's Dice a beauty. K, Dice K in 06. Yeah. And then he turned that into a contract in 07. Yeah. And that's the that's the beauty of this tournament as well for for players like that in, in positions like this is you do. You get to put because the conversation's always, well, what is this league comparatively speaking to Major League Baseball talent level wise, right? And the gap is is closing. There's still a gap. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. There's still a gap, but the gap is closing between the the Nippon League and the major leagues in terms of prospect viability and the ability for guys to come over and have an impact and not just be absolutely in over their head. That's how it was. 15 years ago, 20 years ago. That's not, it's not how it is these days. Um, yeah, it, it, it's just, uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think, I think watching these games has, has done a, a number of things for people. Just the way they process what sort of opportunity this gives guys to watch guys get signed and to watch guys be able to use this as a platform year against talent that they're going to be competing against or hopefully competing against 
This is ideal. Ideal. You're paying me based on these guys that I'm going to be competing against. Let's see how I do. And Sasaki, one nothing Sasaki. Yeah, I mean, it's think about that. They have Sasaki. They have Murakami, who just hit the fucking home run record in Japan. He's 23. He's 23. Yeah. And then who was the guy who came after Sasaki was like just as nasty. He won the triple crown uh, for pitching like four years in a row. Like, yeah. These guys the are all. The Cy Young back to back, right? Yeah. And then you. What's that add- called? The Sawamura? Isn't that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, and they don't sick. even and they don't even give it out. Some years they just don't hand the award out because there's nobody worth a fuck. <laughs> That's crazy. And you know what? I yeah. like that. I love it. I, I like that's that. it. But see, so so like again, I hate I hate they, to go. We, can, off. we cannot give the BBWAA that sort of power. Do you know how spiteful? <laughs> yeah, 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 do you know yeah, how yeah, spiteful yeah. and bitter they would be with that sort of? No, no, no. Yeah. That would be a disaster. But but yeah. Jay, so so twenty twenty, they would just wouldn't have given out the award. But but that right there, those those two things. So and that, and then how about the home run ball that Shohei hit right? that gets passed around everybody takes a picture with it in the stands and then the ball politely finds its way back to the original owner all right and these are just those are just cultural differences right there just cultural differences in how the game is revered what it means to these people like like oh who's the Cy Young oh well you know some guy with a fuck like I not not firing any arrows here Jared but uh what year Pretty Ricky, uh, twenty sixteen. He was a twenty one game winner. So suck my fucking dick, dude. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, <clears throat> what do you mean? Well, he he won the Cy Young with the most second place votes ever for like a Cy Young winner. <laughs> it, 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 I don't know what was going on there, but it felt it was like, just funky. Like I'm not saying well, at all. Voters voters were almost voting against. Justin Verlander more than they were voting for Rick for Porcello. Rick Porcello. Right. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is it's not that Rick didn't deserve the award. What I'm saying is if this were Japan. That is kind of what you just said. No, I'm saying if this uh, were Japan, he's not I'm, getting I'm, the award. Jake, 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 yeah. Jake. Did Dallas, did Dallas <laughs> just say that fucking Rick Porcello didn't deserve the Cy Young Award in 2016? No, that's how I interpreted it. That's yeah. exactly how I interpreted it as well, which well, is crazy you're, because you're I mean, ignorant. Dude is a World Series champ and a 21 game winner, 22 game winner. He no, is. he's 22. Because I remember, I remember back before Twitter started to get all fucking strict about like music rights and shit. I had I made like a highlight reel of of Rick Porcello pitching and uh put it to that Taylor Swift song. I feel 22. <laughs> that song. Because he won his 22nd. This is great because your music you've cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It's still recorded on my end. Continue. Grow up. Well, we didn't hear it. The fans, do it got, to, the fans got to hear it. Let's one more time. One more time. One more time. Nope. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Continue. Continue. No. I forgot what I was going to say. I'll tell you. I'll continue with how fucking sick. No, oh, I was. Yeah, Japan I was just saying is. that. It, He's not getting the award. If they're handing if they're handing that year's Cy Young award out in Japan, he's not getting it. Well, it's like but a new a- it like kind of I feel like this is breaking people's minds. My mind too, like I didn't realize like how good the M- uh, MPB was. You know, like if you there's only 7 Japanese major leaguers, and I think for most American fans we think like okay, there's only 7 people in Japan good enough to play in Major League Baseball. But no. I, only 4 of them got selected to this team. Or 3. Maybe okay, say so 4. 
like look, every yeah, single got, guy I mean, on this team could be in the major leagues for sure. Yeah. I mean, Fuji, our guy. Fuji, not on the team. Not on the team. Hanging out. AZ. Hanging out. <laughs> Senga, not on the team. Senga, not on yeah. the team. Cody, well, he's been, fo- he's been following the team, right? Like, as, he as was a there. Fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tasugo. I think Fuji said that the atmosphere at A's camp is, is WBC-esque, I think is what, <laughs> what it was described as. I I hope you uh, I hope you hit a pothole today and I hope one of the straps in your baby's car seat gets tangled and uh, you you struggle (laughs) mightily to untangle that wow well I am going grocery shopping afterwards so I'll I'll update you uh, make sure I make it home safely good jeez (laughs) fucked up Dallas um so with all that being said, I uh, it's already a win, regardless of what happens tonight, to circle back to that point. Oh. The tournament is already a win for the growth of the sport. I, I, I still kind of... Think about this, Jared. Think about the guys that are uh, cusp guys, fringe guys, that are like praying to God that they get the invite, so here- right? Those well, no, no, are the no. guys who are going to be I'm talking about grinding. The I'm oh, talking fans? About the I'm fan. talking about players so like, here, in their here's will the, to compete. I want to make this point really quick. Um, when we talk about growing the game, we talk about, and the rule changes too, specifically, we talk about trying to get people who don't care about baseball to care about baseball. You're not going to win that battle. Here's the crowd that I'm attacking with the grow the game movement with the rule changes with the world baseball classic with the social media uh, clips sharing um so i'll give you an example during the pandemic you had folks trapped in their houses with nothing to do bored as fuck so what did a lot of people do they went in their attics and they found their old baseball cards and then there was a baseball card boom and we're still kind of riding that wave and it started with the pandemic So that's the crowd that I want is I loved baseball as a kid. Then I, you know, got a serious, my first serious job. Then I got married. Then I got kids and his life changed and I fell out of love with baseball. I just didn't have the time for it. It's 162 games. It's quite the commitment. It's trying to get the people who loved it and drifted away from it to come back. And I'll read this text. Uh, This is one of my buddies from high school. He texted me and he said, let me just say, what? What a weird thing to laugh at. Uh, no, we didn't. He we can't me, hear you. We can't hear you. You you cut out. I didn't. I'm not. I'm not hearing your words. So whatever I laughed at, I didn't hear words. <laughs> okay. He said, "Let me just say, the World Baseball Classic is kind of working on me, similar to how the World Cup got me into soccer. I've sort of been off baseball for like five to ten years, but watching this is electric." It's better than the MLB. Maybe playoff baseball is comparable, but seeing these guys rooting for their teammates like it's the Little League World Series is amazing. So that's the crowd that I think we're targeting here. We're not trying to get the baseball is boring people that are obsessed and would suck Roger Goodell's cock clean if given the opportunity. I'm trying to get the people who loved baseball when they were younger and then drifted away and never came back. There are a lot of people like that. And I feel like with stuff like the World Baseball Classic, 
we can get those people back. Oh, you reel them back in, and and I would say like to, to that individual. I don't know if this is a homie of yours or or one of my best friends from for like growing up. We played baseball together forever. We've been to tons of Red Sox so, games so, together. So like, and so I'm sure he's probably tech savvy to a point where you know some of the things he's interested in, he's gotten he's got alerts for on his phone or on his devices. Maybe, maybe. I don't know, but that that is honestly, and I'm not joking when I say this. My my, I've talked about this. My grandmother and my wife have a relationship that I could only dream of having, that, that, that you can only hope two people have in that position. And I know that sounds weird to talk about right now, but they both have mentioned that me asking them to follow a team from each division in the game of baseball, along with their favorite team, and put the alerts on their phone just so. You guys know what's going on in my world, and we we all come together there. And now my wife and my grandma talk about the WBC, talk about baseball, talk about the Pirates, and talk about the Cubs, and they talk about the A's. And it's just like, like reminding people of how great the game is, but I'm reminded every day because I watch a beautiful relationship take place, and I'm not saying that it wouldn't otherwise if it weren't for baseball. I'm saying baseball has played a big role in that. So if you got homies that are like, bro, I've been out on this ship for a hot minute. Like, what do you got? Tell them, look, man, throw on some alerts, MLB.com and see, see if that just kind of gets you going. If that helps you kind of get back into the vibe. I don't know. Just start following the pirates and the A's. You'll be hooked in no time, bro. (laughs) Full proof. Can you, that's actually a great point. Like one of the most passionate advocates for the game of baseball is an A's and Pirates guy. <laughs> How? This guy because roots the game, for the, the game Oakland is pure. A's and not, and not just roots for them. This motherfucker follows them around the country and watches every single pitch. That Pirate shit. The hey, Oakland A's. You made your bed with the Pirate stuff. That was totally organic. <laughs> that, was, that was totally a self-made problem. Um, <laughs> that's, that's okay, Jay. That's okay. I'm a masochist, but look, but honestly, and, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll like, I'll, I don't want to, yeah, I'll get a little emotional about this. Appeal the curtain back a little, like, sure. My team might not be experiencing that big pinnacle of success right now. Okay. So when I watch our games, stars gather and compete like this, and I've got something to invest in. Country-wise, America, I can back that. I can get on board with that. This means fucking everything to me. It means everything to me. And I'm just a fucking, just a washed-up, has-been, broken-down, never-was. And there's people that we are in love with on the baseball field that are showing you how much they love this. So for fans across the game whose team might not be coming out of the gate hot, and the Pakota projections might not favor them. The WBC, their national team, is something that they can fucking grab onto, something that they can rally around and get excited about. This game is so fucking beautiful, so beautiful, and is played so differently in so many different corners of the world. And to watch it all come together. Homeboy, last night, two strikes, sack, but didn't even think fucking twice about giving him that sign. What the fuck? I've done this over 115 fucking times. This is what the textbook says. 
Give me that fucking bun sign, Skip. I'll get the bitch down. And he did. And what did they do? They won the fucking game, Karamas. Segoy. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah! Just fucking epic. I mean, it was great. Sandoval, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Sasaki just chundoing people to death. Cheese biscuit, cheese biscuit, cheese biscuit, splitter, fuck your face. And now here comes Sandoval. Little slidro, little change up, heater in off the dish, slidro, slidro, just spinning fucking magic up there, doing it differently, but getting it done. God damn, this game is great. <laughs> uh, well said, Dallas. It is kind of it is kind of uh, sad. I wouldn't say it's sad because let's be honest, we were all rooting for fucking Japan last night. Let's all be honest. Everybody was. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The that's fact no that it overshadowed Mexico, Mexico that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Like all like the crazy Mexico, Randy and everything. Mexico rinsed the United States 11 to 5. They eliminated Puerto Rico and then took Japan to the absolute limit. And they have absolutely nothing to hang their heads about. But of course, everyone was rooting for Japan. Everyone wants to see Shohei versus Trout. And you're not wrong for that. And uh, but I mean, like Mexico is obviously a great story. The Randy Arena show. I, I, someone just sent me the it was like a sports marketing guy sent me a DM and he was like, yeah, he quadrupled his like Instagram following during the World Baseball Classic. May, uh, he made another outstanding catch. He robbed the home run and it's just like he fucking posed <laughs> and for like that shit's awesome. And then there was a pitching change not long after that. And he's signing autographs standing in left field. That's, Beautiful. That is fucking cool. So, Beautiful moment. And, and, and Joe, can you, can you brief, uh, not briefly, I mean, take as much time as you need. Can you run over that story about how Randy Rosarena, as a Cuban born player, ended up on Team Mexico in the first place? Yeah. Well, basically, he called the president. He went on Instagram because he's from Cuba. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he, how uh, wild is that? He's from Cuba, born in Cuba, you know? They got they got the president on the phone. <laughs> Get him on the hook. They're a little restrictive in Cuba. You can't really leave if you're from there under any circumstance. And he was like goaded in Cuba, top player in the and their top league. But then they like, you know, you know, he's getting paid nothing, like thirty bucks a month. He escapes, gets out of Cuba, goes to Mexico, doesn't know anybody, and he's just been living in Mexico. He made made the roster in MLB. Uh, he's been a beast in MLB, but obviously we know that. But like, broke. He tried out in Mexico. He was trying out for Mexican teams, like borrowing other players' equipment because he's no money. He snuck over there, made it in MLB. But every offseason, he comes back to Mexico. Now his whole family's in Mexico. His wife is Mexican. His brother is a professional soccer player in Mexico. Uh, his mom lives there, so he lives in Mexico. But he's not a citizen. And I don't know if he's technically able to play for Mexico if you're not a citizen or I forgot the rules. Like you have to be eligible for citizenship, but he had to become a national or a citizen in order to play. So he basically used that as like a bargaining tool. Like, yo, he went on Instagram. It was like, tell the president, I will play in the WBC 
if he lets me become a citizen. And the president, like two days later, was like, yeah, bro, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been looking for a left fielder. So glad you called. Easy. And then within a month, because he's been trying to become a citizen for years, because he's been in Mexico for, I think, like five or six years now. And so like Dude. that's all it took. Came a citizen, and that was less than a year ago. Now he's like uh, the fucking hero of them. And the president's tweeting about it and shit. The president loves it. It's it's crazy. Jared, there's no there's hey, look, boys, there's no reason right now we can't we can't get the president of India on the horn and <laughs> just take up residence, guarantee him some innings, and say, look, let's fucking throw a squad together. All right. What do country do you think if we got in the ear of their president or dictator or whatever, uh, do you think we'd have <laughs> the best shot of getting on their, their national baseball team? Well, bro, I mean, the, I got comments on that thread I made. It was like people were like, bro, Biden, let's just get Jordan a citizenship real quick and let's fucking dominate. Why not? Imagine, imagine like presidents just become the general managers of the national baseball teams. They just start anointing. Ooh citizenship to the best players well, it's like hey hey you want to come play for team canada all right yeah uh we're gonna make Shohei otani canadian sorry <laughs> well so so this is a i don't want to you know not not necessarily a great segue per se but uh we did we did have something happen that uh i, I think we all were kind of like well it's gonna happen at some point in time just how not are you sure tying this when? back to alien gonzalez no, I'm not. I'm not tying this back to Alien Gonzalez. Okay. Jesus Christ! <laughs> my God! Oh my God, Jared! I get, oh, oh. Uh, Alien Gonzalez. He was a Mariners fan, right? Um. Anyway. Um. <laughs> um Jesus. See, there you go. You got me. <laughs> yeah. This guy is fucking high, fellas. This guy is on under the influence of drugs. Fuck. I just had something great Search to say, brain. too. What was the it? defector, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the Cuban defector. You're talking <laughs> yeah. about like, I mean, that's what that's ultimately what, what old Fidel was doing. Um, you know, like, hey, sorry, you're not you're not going anywhere, bud. I need fucking outs out of you. Like, and, <laughs> I don't know what, like what, I don't know how we're having this conversation. You're starting next week. You're not, no political freedom and all not happening. So like, was Fidel a big, great, a big baseball guy? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Fidel. Fidel? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, my I've God. never seen him at a baseball game. I'm just asking. <laughs> well, are, you're not serious right now, are you? I, I'm so I don't I, I don't uh, I don't often watch Cuban international baseball. Yeah. Well, outside of the world baseball classic. Fidel, Fidel was a big baseball guy, Jared. <laughs> don't big, don't big. start talking about how how much Fidel would have loved the World Baseball Classic because we don't need to like we don't need to like oh develop, no 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 uh, no no, no it's, Fidel fans. There's <laughs> no, footage. Like, no there's footage of him guy, loving the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, people people talk a lot of shit about Fidel, but you know what? Like that's As that's what Ozzy Guillen fired. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't what did. Like loving Fidel, he's like, you know what? Fidel Castro is not so bad. No, I don't think that's what Ozzy said. I, I think <laughs> that, that is, I'm gonna Google that right now. Ozzy Guillen. Yeah, he. Fidel. Yeah, he. He basically People burned on him. He's what's well, because oh, the, Mar the Marlins suspended him. Yeah, the Marlins suspended him. They fired. Buddy, the fucking oh, Dallas. Oh. It's way worse. It's way worse. He I said, know. 
quote, <laughs> I love Fidel Castro. Yeah, I know. I respect Fidel Castro. You know why? Right. A lot of people have wanted to kill Fidel Castro for the last 60 years, but that motherfucker is still here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jared. Way worse. I was well aware of how way bad worse. it was. I didn't really. I mean, like, I knew it was some sort of pro statement, but he, no, and he, you know, he said, and remember, he said that. Before or before ever managing a game for after just having been named the manager of the Miami Marlins, whose yeah. ballpark is in little fucking Havana. Correct. Yeah, like that's that. Yeah, that was a bad look. Like the, the Cuban population <laughs> down there in Miami is it's Are very, you, very strong. Yeah, I mean, can't. he would have been fucking dead. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, so Fidel Fidel was the GM. Jared, I, I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Fidel was the GM of the Got national it. baseball team. Got it. Yeah. So that was real, but that would be like, yeah, that would, uh, Russia doesn't have a team, but that would be like Fidel and Putin and Biden. Making a trade. And, uh, uh, what's, what's the guy uh, up north? Trudeau. Um, that'd be like them all sitting People down to like work guy, out right? trades. What's that? People love the Canadian guy. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, you know, it, it really, I guess, depends on whose lens you're looking at it through. I thought that he had like an overwhelmingly positive um, uh, like I don't approval think that's rating. The case anymore. Oh, uh, what did he do? What did he do? Well, well you know, he's starting doing the ebbs and flows of politics. I, yeah. I didn't come prepared to do you. a Trudeau deep dive, so I don't want to get into <laughs> I don't want to get well, into the nuts and bolts, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> starting to infringe on civil liberties, Jared. You can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. Absolutely cannot do that. Um, yeah, I, I just I love how much <laughs> I love how much Randy Rosarena hates Cuba. Like that is, uh, and I've well, even that- like I like there there are some players because this is this. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first World Baseball Classic where Cuban yes big leaguers first time have been allowed happened. to play what? for Cuba. So I, I had to ask a friend of mine who is Cuban but lives in the United States, and I was like. Because I I've talked to some players that could have played for Cuba, and they were not a proponent of playing for Cuba, like very no. much against doing so. But yes. then you have someone like Juan Moncada that's on Team Cuba, and it's like, well, um, because I was confused as to like if you're from Cuba and you've defected, wouldn't the wouldn't it tell you like it's more like fuck Cuba and. Like, why would you go back to play for the national team if you've defected from that country and you're trying to get away from them? Wouldn't you fear for your life almost? Sure. But and I, and I can't speak for these individuals because they have undergone levels of persecution that I can't wrap my head around. And I'm not even going to pretend to be able to do so. But I think there at some point is a compartmentalization of feeling politically persecuted. And then wanting to show your national pride. Being Cuban is something to be extremely proud of. Being politically persecuted is something you hope the world understands about you. But aside from that, that isn't who you are. You are a proud people and you're a part of a proud people. And that means something to you. So you want to show up and show out for those folks. These people that you represent. The people that are still smashing the 1956 hoopty driving up and down the boulevard as a taxi driver. The folks who are on, you know, they're the state equivalent to food stamps. These are the people you're putting the uniform on for. Not the motherfucker telling you that you can't get on the airplane and go home. 
not the guy telling you that you can't get on the airplane and go on vacation or whatever. That's not who you're playing for. You're playing for the folks who bleed and sweat in the factories, in the fields, and in your neighborhood each and every day. That's can they even who you're playing can they even watch these games? Like I, I mm-hmm. don't think they have the internet in Cuba, <laughs> dude. They're watching. Like they, well, no, they because- uh, they they I think like they slowly started to roll out the internet in Cuba, but like they very much control what you can and can't see on it. Like they have like parental guides, but it's like oh, yeah. Cuban guides when, on there. Well, when we inter- lifted, when we lifted the, the sanctions or whatever, where we could start traveling to Cuba, that's when, you know, things started to, they tried to clean up the facade. But you, you need, to, to, if you're an American citizen to go to Cuba, you basically need like a, a, a written note. You need to, it's either like religious reasons, family reasons or whatever, but like obviously Tourism enter, is one of their biggest uh, generators you, of of money, but yeah, like, you just you, enter you need through. To give them a reason. Oh, oh yeah, educational. Like it's like, oh, I want to learn more about Cuba. I don't just want to get drunk on a beach somewhere. Yeah, you got to enter. You just enter through a different country. That's all. You just can't enter from America. Or that's I think you can. You can. Well, you but can it's, now. It's but that when, thing where you have I, to like say the list of things. Like it's either yeah, educational when I, when I was over, religious when I went over there, you could family. not. Yeah. It was illegal for. Americans I feel like it's it's rather recent that you can do that. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, the Cuban team's bullpen catcher defected after the, uh, the beatdown that the United States gave to Cuba, um, the other night. Yeah. Which, like that's, is that, is that the equivalent of homeboy, uh, <laughs> fucking quitting at halftime on his team in the oh, NFL? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. fucking out dog. This shit is way so, yeah. like, nope, not I'm done. I'm, I'm kind of glad that I didn't tweet it. Cause it ended up being. I think bruised. They said he might have bruised ribs. They didn't even know. But like Yohan Moncada, like that didn't look like that bad of a collision. I thought he was like, it's 14 to two. Like I'm done playing this <laughs> fucking game. Like I thought he just absolutely uh, uh, WWE oh. sold that collision. and was like, oh, fuck. I can't play anymore. Well, dude, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, dude, what if a Cuban pitcher came up there down 13 and was just like, all right. Or someone just strikes out and just goes to Team USA's dugout. Like, what are you going to do? Imagine imagine this. Say we're all on Team Cuba, all right? And I defected. And I've been in the fucking, I've been in the big leagues for four or five years over here. I signed myself a nice, tidy little $40, $50 million piece. And you guys were homies. A couple of us are even from the same town back home. And I take you guys out, WBC style. We're having lavish dinners. We're enjoying ourselves. And then I'm like, all right, boys. Um, so I'm I'm going back. I'm gonna go back to Miami, and you guys are, yeah. Uh, you're you're gonna go back to Cuba now. Um, <laughs> y'all have fun, and you have a good time. All right, I love you, man. I love this has been fucking awesome. And like, don't look at what we've just done here the past two weeks and feel like this is any reason for you to leave that situation behind. Like, don't don't do that. I don't want you to get in your own head. It's like, fuck. What would you do? Yeah, well, yeah. I think the big problem is, or the reason why that didn't, didn't happen as much is because all those guys who are playing for Cuba are either like signed in Japan, signed in Korea, or play in Mexico. They're all under pro contracts, just not in the U.S. So even if they came to the U.S., I don't think they could just sign to an MLB team because they're still under contract. Mm-hmm. And then those, like, if you go, you can't just go back. You can't defect to the U.S. as a Cuban and then go play in Japan. They'll probably exit your ass back to Cuba. You know what I've been seeing a lot of in this tournament is 
after the United States or Japan just pisses on another team, uh, they all want pictures with Shohei and Trout after. <laughs> like I because the the Cuban team I saw like so one of the one of the Cuban players stopped Trout in in one of the hallways and he's like taking pictures with them and I've seen after every team that Japan has beaten because they've beaten all of them I've seen Shohei take <laughs> selfies and pictures well, with the players that he just beat Shohei Shohei got off the airplane wearing a um check Czech Republic hat yeah check hat yeah, you know, I mean, like just that. That's, just that's the, the electrician well, got right. his ass, dude. The electrician yeah, going seventy nine miles per hour struck him out. They had to do a photo op afterwards. If, if yeah. I could have a baseball card, it would be Shohei Otani wearing check the hat. check hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need I mean, that. Like, how cool is that though? Like, that is like back to that text that I read. That's like Little League World Series vibes where it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, like I'm beating your ass, but like, you know, I'm a fan of you, too, bro. Like, this is sick. Now we can be friends. Uh, so, I, yeah, like it's just it's the pole. It's the polar opposite of like Kobe Bryant's killer instinct of like, yeah, we can be friends off the court. But when we're competing against each other, it's fuck you forever. And Shohei is just like, no, you're my friend and I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> like he will, he'll apologize to opposing players on the field and just be super nice and sweet and cute. But then he'll hit a fucking ball 470 and punch you well, out with one, 100 miles an hour. It's, it's like, honestly, it's like in, in jujitsu, you're wrestling with your professor who's probably 155 pounds, just this little fucking, and you have no idea how you've ended up in the physical position you're in, but the entire time he's talking to you, he's like befriending you, making plans with you for the weekend, and you're struggling for air. You have no idea how you're even going to take your next breath. And he's like, yeah, man. So I figure, you know, some beers, you like some beers, we do some salmon, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a completely different fucking level. It is insane. Uh, I'm going to pose a question to Jay Hay, and we're going to get to the answer of that question on the other side of uh, me talking about a little bit of Blue Moon here. But that question is, Justin Havens, um, of the entire tournament to this point, what singular moment popped you the most as a fan? What moment made you feel something the most as a baseball fan. Um, but first, spring training's here, which means that baseball is finally back, and Blue Moon gives you a dose of ballpark nostalgia to get you excited for the baseball season. In fact, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark at the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado. Its bold flavor, bright explosion of color, and iconic orange slice ritual guarantees a one-of-a-kind beer experience perfect for the spring weather. My fridge right now is full of blue moons because we've got the World Baseball Classic Championship game tonight between the United States of America and the nation of Japan. Plenty of blue moons will be consumed throughout the duration of this epic showdown that we're about to embark on. From its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale is a -a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. 
Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that's one of a kind? Best served with a signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful hazy color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Bring the ballpark to you for spring training. Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale is one of a kind every time. Get Blue Moon delivered by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to see your delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon, made brighter, celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden Colorado Ale. Um, <clears throat> Justin Havens, is, is the answer to your question, my question to you, is it, the Trey Turner Grand Slam, or is it something different? So I think I would ultimately have to go with the Trey Turner Grand Slam. I was close with yeah. uh, how it played out last night, but um, and the reason it's the Trey Turner Grand Slam is, you know, obviously it was a big point in the game, down 0-2. Uh, felt like things. I know there were no outs in the inning, but it felt like things might be getting a little bit out of out of reach. And but most importantly, it changed forever what the conversation about the WBC will be in this country coming off of this tournament, because I feel like at that home at that grand slam, not been hit <clears throat> had the U S gone on to lose that game. Then what we would have been left with in the WBC, at least in a lot of corners was a combination of the U S disappointed. Um, the injuries that occurred during the WBC, obviously Altuve uh, on top of the Diaz thing. And then, um, you know, kind of the complaints about Mark DeRosa's managing some of the incongruities that existed within the U.S. roster and usage and stuff like that. And now none of that is are really talking points anymore. And the only thing that people are talking about is that it's a success, which we've spent most of this podcast talking about, uh, and the fact that we've gotten, we've now arrived at the championship game that I think most people would have chosen if they've got any matchup to start the tournament. So that to me is the biggest, um, that might seem a little U S centric, but, but to me, I think no. for, for the conversation, for the quality of the conversation, both now and moving forward, I think that was a massive moment. I, I think that your point about how we were dangerously close from taking a left, but we took a right in terms of how the entire tournament is perceived in this country. Yes. At least just in the United States. Is that because an indictment, we, though, on our fans? Um, the Mets when fans. You, when, when you think about that, because the because all of that is centered around the success of our team, right? So if Trey Turner doesn't hit the granny, we don't win that game. Essentially, everything we care about goes away. And now it's all easier to blame the WBC for not being cool. Why? Well, because the injuries. Look, Altuve got hurt. Edwin Diaz got hurt. Mark DeRosa can't manage. Our team sucks because players won't show up. What do you expect? We're never going to win this fucking thing. And it's like you put all that together, and now it's easy for us to not care about this thing at all. And it's easy to go, uh, it's not that big of a deal. It's now about how do we tweak this moving forward so it's the best possible tournament that can be both inside and outside of this country and not... Um, and not something that gets kind of pushed. All, all the negative has been, I, I consider those non-serious conversations now. That's where they've been relegated, uh, and I, I don't think anything that can happen in the finals well, can change that. No, but I think they would have been serious conversations because 
should that have gone that way and Trey Turner doesn't hit the home run, now now what do we do? Are are we going to allow Mark DeRosa to get skewered because of some perceived lack of managerial tact? Or are we going to be able to defend the idea that his hands are tied to an extent and he's handcuffed to an extent and how difficult it is to manage a team under those circumstances? Because it's a viable argument to have against DeRosa and it's a viable defense to pose. In the face of that argument sure. that he's been managing handcuffs. It's so absolutely if, viable. If things go that way. It's viable and it's a great conversation to have. All I'm saying is, is that it's not, it's not what's going to stick with us from this tournament. It is a. No, absolutely. No, it, no, for sure not. Yeah, no, no. It's not no, a side I, discussion. I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah it, well, I'm saying that would. I think that would be the focal point, or at least I would hope it would be the focal point. Should things have not have worked out as opposed to just going. Uh, it sucks. Things didn't work out. He can't manage, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, 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 no. There's layers to this. It's not that he can't manage. Do you understand what the fuck's going on here? What he had to deal with? That's why that would almost be like something, <clears throat> not, not a good outcome, but like the way I see it is like the World Baseball Classic is just like inevitable. Like you just got to keep growing. And like the younger generations love it more than the older people, obviously. Yep. And yep. it's like if USA got knocked out, because of DeRosa and it wasn't really his fault and just the teams being like, no, you can't play this this many innings. And it was like, you can't, like, we're not trying hard enough. We could win this, but we're not trying. Like, that would be the conversation, which I think would be productive because a lot of these players who aren't playing in the US would probably play if Americans were more like, motherfucker, why aren't you playing, you piece of shit? Which is something that I was on early, you know. We were saying <laughs> you that. are, Joe. You you are. You're easily you're leading that charge. <laughs> so like I think that's also like kind of a productive <laughs> mindset to be in. Like like USA getting embarrassed. I think either way, like this ends with more players playing and it becoming bigger and bigger over time. If USA disappoints, it's gonna be more pressure on the players to play. If they fucking win and they're heroes, then it's like then players are going to be like, well, I want to play. I think it's just inevitable. And But it was scary there when fucking Edwin Diaz went down and everyone, all these Mets pe- fuckers started talking shit. All right. And then while that was going on, USA's losing to Columbia 2-1. Like that was like a depressing two hours where it's like, what is going on here? Like this is a disaster. It's crazy <laughs> how far we come from that, which was like a week ago. As dark as it got with that Edwin Diaz injury, all those Freaking loud mouths talking shit. I think the World Baseball Classic is kind of just a train of momentum that can't be stopped. Like if USA underperforms, if enough people, I think enough people care where that's going to put pressure on them to play more players and, you know, try and not treat it as an exhibition. And if they succeed, then players are going to want to play just because it's amazing. But just like how amazing it is, regardless, I think it's just going to keep growing. Like 20 years from now, I, I can imagine where it's going to be. I, I There's no reason that this can't be, and in my opinion, isn't already taking on a small form of a version of the World Cup. Yeah. If you're a baseball fan, there's no other arena even close to giving you the international vibe that you get 
every four years when the World Cup comes along. Because if you're listening to this right now, I promise you, you at times every four years become a casual ass soccer fan too, right? And you're watching it, you're at the bar, you're whatever, but you're just, you're there because it's a vibe. And now you're a baseball fan who really cares about this game that is being rallied around sort of, and is now picking up international steam. So yeah, there's no reason for this to take a dip in attraction level, in in my opinion. I mean, I don't think long-term it's possible because like Jared bringing up those Twitter numbers where it's like the clips are blowing out World Series, like blowing them out of the fucking water. But if you check like TV ratings in America, like the World Series, like 10X is WBC so far. Because to me, that means it's like generational. Like older people, like they didn't grow up with the World Baseball Classic. They don't really care as much, but people online and Twitter and shit, like I can tell from like my interactions, my YouTube channel, my numbers, it's like even leading up to the tournament, it's way up. It's way more important to younger people. Like in 20 years from now, like the kids watching this this year, like it's just going to be like, that's going to be it. World Baseball Classic, obviously it's like as important as playoffs or a regular season. Well, and I think the metrics, right? And how how we measure how this stuff is consumed um, is ever changing. So while the Nielsen ratings are paramount in the world of television, um, you know, impressions and views and the likes and all of the other engagement (coughs) analytics are what are driving the younger generations. And that's how value is assessed on those fronts. So however you look at it, the game is in a really good spot because the older folks who don't want to budge who have dug their heels in as, I don't know, as heartless as it might sound, they're going to die off, but they're never going to die off not having been a baseball fan. The younger fans or even the older fans who are adapting to the way the game is growing and moving, well, they're they're going to embrace the game even more. And the younger fans are going to have children who are going to embrace the game the way that they have and so on and so forth. So it's a cycle. But uh, picking up steam, massive amounts of steam. Yeah, I think my my hope and I think it's like in the future. And we spent this whole episode, like a lot of it talking about like how good this is for the game. But like, I think in the future where we should be, where I think it's going to be, where it's like leading up to this tournament, just announce uh, rosters being announced, who's playing, who's not, is going to be a story like where yeah. it's like, who cares the ratings? Really? Like, we just want to know why are we going to win? Who's playing? Who's going to pitch this day? Like, we're dissecting it from a game-to-game basis other than being like how amazing this is because of the health where it's like obviously it's healthy for the game because it's the world baseball classic well this is yeah you could do it you could do an entire show like you know i mean it's not that i don't want to say this right now but like i man i've got ideas for how you can do this how you could present this to the world and there's just such a way that you could package this that would have people excited. And a lot of it is in the same vein as the draft, right? Something I was thinking about, though, is we all noticed that this entire tournament has been played under quote-unquote old rules with Mm. no clocks and regular-sized bases and everything that's not happening in baseball right now. The shift is allowed mound meetings, blah, 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 like all of it, right? And baseball is being chewed up 
and consumed at the greatest rate in this venue that it ever has. That's why, like, I think that you should just ditch it for the playoffs. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not like I am team pitch clock. <clears throat> I don't know if you saw Evan Drellick had an article. But, um, but now, you, now you're now you're playing two completely different games, though, Jared. Completely nah, different games. Like yes and no, but what like, do you mean yes? I, no, I, yes, yes, yes. And one, no, I like, have I, time limit on what I can do. One, I don't. That's a huge, yeah, a fucking very different game. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, it's still baseball. Shifting. I, I think, the like, here's, strategically here's what, placing um, my defenders Evan like Drellick had the column um, from the athletic and he said uh, it wasn't immediately known what specific changes were discussed but if any are made they're not expected to be major and this is about uh, the rule changes being I guess tweaked so this is from the article he says but there have been some rough moments too and players and the union have continued to express various concerns publicly and privately among them that the 15 second pitch timer is too constricting with no one on base that hitters should get slightly more time and shouldn't need to be in the box and quote alert to the pitcher with eight seconds left on the timer that players who are involved in a defensive play to end one half inning should get extra time if they are leading off the next half inning uh, and then finally that hitters should be allowed more than one timeout per plate appearance. I don't think no. that that's, that's not a huge ask. I think that, you know, as, as someone that is pro pitch clock, I think that they could give them, you know, 20 seconds. Um, I don't think that that's crazy. He did have the stats in there about how much time they actually have shaved off based on the major league average and what the average in spring training games were. And it's like pretty drastic. Like, I think like if you start tampering with the the rules and stuff when it, they're not doing that big of a difference anyway, but they, they have, okay, here it is. Um, spring training games have had their share of positive game times have dropped an average of 25 minutes at two hours and 36 minutes through play on Sunday compared to the average time of three hours and one minute through all spring training games in 2022. So, I mean, you're knocking off a whole half hour, which is that's a, that's a Netflix episode before bed that you're not getting to watch before. That was the consensus in the minor leagues. That's what they saw play out. That's what has played out at this level. So, I mean, that's why like you just can't say, that it's not playing the game under two different sets of rules that I mean, that was the whole conversation when you were just playing with a DH in one city and no DH in another, like that's a different game. And we understand the different strategies and the different advantages or disadvantages that that could present to a club, just like a clock could. So I, I like, that's always been my gripe is let's play this game the same way. Why, why the fuck? Is, what are we? Why are we changing the rules? That's I, the most important time of the season. I think the answer is very clear during the regular season. I think it's great. You know, you're speeding the game along. You're shaving off 25 minutes. That's awesome. We're playing 162 of these fucking things. Yes, they mean a lot, but let, let's keep it moving during the playoffs. When you have it, it's almost an entertainment thing more so than a logistical thing it's like you're giving it time to the moment time to breathe you're building up suspense which i think is one of baseball's greatest things is in these big games and these playoff games when you have time for the 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 moment to breathe and to build up that suspense and energy that's one of the coolest parts about it so 
I, I don't know if that's what they'll ultimately arrive on is we're going to ditch the pitch clock for the playoffs or whatever. You know, they ditch the ghost runner for the playoffs. So it's not like the precedent hasn't been set that we have a set of rules for the regular season. We have a set of rules for the playoffs. They've already told us that, that they can do that. Um, but I, I, I guess we'll see how they approach it. I, I just uh, I but feel that's, like that's that's where that's where purists are up in arms and get yeah, pissed fuck off fuck and because you understand like we went from playing the game under two sets of rules to trying to play the game under one set of rules to back to playing it under multiple sets of rules like what the fuck is going on i really i cannot see a scenario where we watch like what we watched last night and that you know the bottom of the ninth and then be like well fuck that sucked if we was like six more seconds before that would have been awesome but like it took or the, yeah or say it's strike three instead of the double is it but like when i don't think the pitch clock is going to ruin suspense at all no but but everybody's saying like everybody's gripe is well and like i just said so instead of instead of hitting the double to win the game he gets called out because he's not engaged <laughs> with the pitcher Oh, fuck. If that happens every single game in the playoffs, then yeah, maybe you need to fucking exp- extend the but limit. Yeah, I will see if the, that happens. Though. And the, this goes back. This just goes back to why what I was saying, though, with the clock is you're you're trying to train people and you've been training the human beings at the minor league level. So you're training this group so that when they make their way to the big league level, they're used to it. Now you've got to train the big leaguers as well. So they've invested the time to train the younger fellas who are going to come up and comprise this league. Now they've got to train the current league because it's, well, it's time. And the expectation is that they will adjust. And for better or worse, they've done that. It's just a matter of how you want the big moments to play out. And I think what what hurts baseball is you have the hindsight. You can look back and see what a big moment looks like without a clock. And then you know what it looks like when it ends because of the clock. And we know which one we'd rather experience. So we're almost at an impasse with like, well, we need to speed it up. And this is just a byproduct of doing that. But when the games really matter and the team's like, hold on, the game in June really fucking matters. The series in July really matters. No, no, it doesn't. (laughs) That's what the rules kind of tell us is it it really, it kind of doesn't. It doesn't matter as much as this does. It's like, oh, okay. Is that which? Is that where we're at? We just have to accept that now. I just placed a wager on the DraftKings sportsbook for America to win. Um, I have wagered uh, one thousand seven hundred and seventy-six dollars on the United States. To, <laughs> to, oh, did you to win tonight? That's a bigger. That's a bigger bet than the other one you showed us. Uh no, I actually what did I bet? Ten thousand dollars on the on the Cleveland Guardians to win the division? Well, no, no, not that yeah. bit. Uh, what bet? <laughs> what bet? Uh, there's an there's another bet. There's another bet we got a picture of, isn't there? The Red Sox to make the playoffs? No, 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 that's not that's not that one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Hey. I mean do do you want to be the one to tell the people or do <laughs> I have to be the one to tell the people? I mean, you're 
you're you're you're just as wrapped up in this controversy as I am. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I haven't made. You a- know who else is wrapped up in this controversy? Uh, Not to uh, name names. Uh, a, a former. Uh, I don't know. Was he a former teammate of yours? He might have been. I think he he's played for both of our organizations. That he's also wrapped up in this controversy. <laughs> um, is he? A, is he a? Um- is he a is he a model American, Jared? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, we we were we were teammates, yes. Um, yeah, but, but see, like, no, buddy, like, I have I have yet to make my financial commitment to a <laughs> to to a country. Oh, you, okay. however, <laughs> let's just say. Let's just say Jared's looking for dual citizenship. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. It might be. Like I said, if I were, if I, if, if someone came up to you, if you were watching this in Japan, you would have a bet slip you could show people. But since you're watching (laughs) this in America, you have a bet slip that you could show people. Right. But if you were, if someone came up to you and said, Dallas, there's a place where baseball is is king it's all anyone cares about they're super passionate about it when there's a big game on almost every single tv in every household stops what they're doing and they watch baseball and they all love it and they're passionate about it and not only that they're respectful (laughs) like if if the best player on the team hits a home run, they take the baseball and they pass it around the stand so everyone can get a picture with it. And then they give it back to its rightful owner. They're just, it is a baseball haven. And I can tell you, Dallas, that place exists. That place is called Stockton Domingo. That's <laughs> that, that place. Sister city of Saugus Domingo. That place is called Tokyo, Japan. And you can go there fucking been there bud multiple times fucking been there (laughs) yeah well uh what the fuck are you guys talking about i have no idea what that was about there's a bet it's above (laughs) your pay grade yeah i mean (laughs) i I think maybe some listeners are going to be on my side on this one like what the fuck just happened i mean no (laughs) (laughs) just i mean if if you just pay attention, Joe, it's right there for you. I'm trying, man. That's <laughs> it's hard. Right man. You're just not doing the homework. I mean, it's I'm there not. for you. It's there for Jay Hay. It's there for Jake. I guess I'm the only one. I don't know. Uh, you guys are dual, dual lingo guys. I don't know. I don't only know one language. No. So, uh, I mean, where where is your financial commitment, Jay Hay? As you have, as you will wager responsibly today. Who do those greenbacks fall on? It's possible the die has already been cast on this. Ooh. And that it's our good friends from the East. Oh, wow. Wow. Sagoy! Sagoy! Are you saying that you saw the Rob Manford script, Jay Hay? You seen it? Well, hey, remember Jay's part of the he's he's a former member of the scriptwriters. Former. Yeah. I I think they take extra caution to make sure that the former ones don't get the new material though. Um 
That's that's all right. That's that's strong. What about uh, what about you, Joe? Where I mean, do you know? I hate to put you on the spot, but as you soak up this WBC championship game today, mm-hmm. and you wager responsibly on the DraftKings sportsbook, where where is that hard earned American made money going? I'm going for I'm the talking- upset. America's going to win in an upset. Let's and upset their favorite, but they shouldn't be, dude. <laughs> but they shouldn't be they right shouldn't now. Be. I think Japan's the, the better team. I honestly do. Book. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with that. But plus one ten for Japan, minus one thirty for Team USA. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think America's lineup is just too fucking beefy, dude. Like who's that lineup? That lineup absolutely plows. Plows. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, America minus one thirty. You like that? I mean, I, 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 I do. I mean, I think. I mean, there. I think there could be. I think there might be value in that Japan. Japan you, minus you, one. I mean, you're you're uh. Your undercover Japanese uh, baseball diehard. Oh man, we got any props? We got any sexy props? Um, I got a prop. Is Shohei gonna pitch tonight? Uh, hmm. yes. Because how many days has it been since he's pitched? Let's think, let's do that math real quick. I think it's four. I think four. It's four. I think it's four. Uh, so if Japan is winning, yes, Shohei pitches. And so the prop is, yeah, the, the, yeah, the punch out for sure. It's just going to be start weird. The game? How is that? Who how weird the, is that? For the uh, Stars and Stripes. Merrill Kelly, baby. Merrill Kelly, that's right. How but like, is how, how is Shohei going to DH? Let's say, okay, so we need, okay, this guy's struggling. We need our, we need our reliever coming in. Get Shohei warmed up, but he's coming up second next inning. You say like, can't you see that that could be a big problem? If yeah, he's just the- no, they'll just lose the DH and start moving guys in and out as needed. Can you take him out as a DH and say, well, okay, he's not hitting anymore? He's got to warm up. What? No, you lose the DH. So now your pitcher has to hit for himself. And so instead of your pitcher hitting for ah. himself, you start rolling your bench out. <laughs> There's no way that's legal, dude. You can't take Shohei out of DH about? and then be like, pitcher's hitting for DH now, but Shohei is the pitcher. So we took out Shohei to DH. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you're you're telling me that Shohei is in the lineup as the designated hitter, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then say in the seventh inning, or no, say in the fifth inning, you want him to now pitch. So he can enter the game and he can pitch for himself mm-hmm. as the DH. Yeah. From there, when you sub a guy in to pitch, that individual would have to hit for themselves. Yeah. So when their spot in the lineup comes up, instead of them hitting for themselves, you would then just roll out a bench player, have them pinch hit, and then sub in a pitcher. And then the next time his spot in the lineup comes up, you do that same thing. So he can't hit after he comes in a pitch? Yeah, he absolutely could. 
Okay, I'm because he's DHing. <laughs> There's no confusion. <laughs> There's nothing to be had. What I'm what I'm confused. What I'm saying is like, what if he has to warm up and he has to throw X amount of pitches to get warmed up, but he's like has to hit that inning. So like, how he's going to warm up and yeah. hit? You know, oh, he's be- not going to. No, it's not like like if he's on deck, right? Like he's hitting second this inning. No, it's a hey, Shohei is going to hit, and let's say he gets out, which would be realistically ideal for them, or I- ideally a homer. So he could round the bases, come back in, start to play catch. Or if he gets out, then he comes back in, starts to play catch. What would really suck is if he hit a double and they got stranded and the inning ended with him standing on second base. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be crazy. He's going to be warming up with a helmet on. So they're going to have to She's pick gonna- their spot there. But that could, the, the contingency is, hey, if Shohei hits this inning, your ass is in the ballgame. That's what I'm thinking. Like, why why don't they just start him? Because that just seems like you know, if you're th- worried about injury risk, I'd be more worried about it warming up Shohei and then him have to stop warming up and then hit and then come back and he didn't warm up because enough. he's not gonna because he, because he's not gonna be able to because what well, you want him to start NDH for himself, but then you're gonna get two at bats for him based on his outings maybe or his innings that he's allowed to go. Okay. But can't you? But don't they have the Shohei rule? When he gets out of pitching, he can still hit. That's in Major League Baseball. I don't think that's in the WBC. Well, whoever came up with that is a fucking idiot. But I can't be. I, 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 I mean, the that. tournament is the Shohei tournament. Let's be honest. You're gonna the fucking Shohei get Showcase. Rid, you're gonna get rid of the Shohei rule for the Shohei Showcase. And that's what I'm saying. Now, I now I think maybe Manfred did write USA in the script, knowing that. I don't think so. All right. Uh, final score predictions. Uh, seven two. Six six four. Six four. Who? Is that a fucking serious question? Nine to one. Nine wow. to one. It's a fucking boat race, huh, Jay? Yeah, in favor of Japan. Damn. Nine to one. Yeah, it's one of those predictions where if it's right, I get to, like, be all super smart. And if I'm wrong, then, you know, you guys can celebrate. So it's a good good setup for me. (laughs) Jay, Jay don't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, No, it's 6-4, Stars and Stripes. Let's go. A lot riding on Merrill Kelly's shoulders. That's right. It's all right. We got a lot of boys down there who are ready to get fucking outs, and they're looking at that lineup saying, you know what? These guys are great in Japan. You said we had they're a lot of great. people ready to get outs or just like here one or two? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. No, the, we have a roster full of pitchers ready to get outs, full of out-getters, <clears throat> Jay Hay. We got, hey, we got De- Devin Wiz- w- Williams. Mm-hmm. He's ready. Bender. We got fucking Presley. He's ready. What more do you need? Guys that have been built in the championship blood, Jay Hay. That's right. Speech. United States. United States. Seven. Seven to six. Wow. In a nail biter. United States, seven to six. Um. Mike Trout MVP. 
Shohei Otani. It's got to be Trey Turner, isn't it? About like, is it is it like the MVP of the game or or like the from the semi? Like, does the semifinals count? Do they, I, I don't know. Do they even do an MVP of the World Baseball Classic? The, yeah, they do. Yeah. The go-ahead runs um, will be on a Shohei liner that gets over Mike Trout's head. Oof. Wow. <laughs> well, how, how many bombs does Trey Turner have? Two? Four? Four. Did he hit three in 24 hours? Oh, that's right. Fuck. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's collective, then yeah, it's absolutely Trey Turner. Hmm. Look out for that Mookie... That Mookie to Mike one two though. That Mookie to Mike one two is something ferocious, ferocious. Mm. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> yeah, I. Tonight's uh... tonight. We appreciate you guys listening. It's been a fun tournament. It's been a nice little break from boring-ass spring training baseball to be able to bring to you uh, some World Baseball Classic coverage here on Baseball's Dead. Next week, it's back to Major League Baseball. But we'll know who won tonight. We'll know what the numbers are. Is it the most-watched baseball game in the history of the sport? I don't know. We'll find out. Who will be the World Baseball Classic champion between Japan and the United States? Don't know. We'll find out. We'll break it all down on the next episode of Baseball's Death. Wow! Yeah. 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 Yeah.